0: We are recording. Okay. Welcome to On Her Shoulders Podcast. I'm Leslie Genoway and I'm here with my friend Amanda Ruler. On Our Shoulders Podcast, I want to get to know the innovative, powerful, strong women who are lighting their path on fire. From athletes to entrepreneurs, which is very appropriate for today, we hear from women that are making way for other women to follow. I'm constantly looking up to other women around me and trying to catch up to their greatness. This is just another way to shout out how our lives are being changed, inspired, and elevated by the women of the world. So welcome, Amanda. Amanda competed for Team Canada World's, um, Team Canada World's football, earning a silver medal, and now, oh, I'm stumbling, sorry. (laughs) Amanda competed for Team Canada World's, is that how you say it? Team yeah. Canada World's Football. Yeah, World's Team Canada is the, Women's okay. World's
1: Football Okay, thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Earning the silver medal and now activity competes in Olympic lifting. She is the current Saskatchewan record holder for both Snatch, 69 kg, and Clean and Jerk, 88 kg, for her weight class, 55 kg. She now trains the U of R Rams football team as their speed coach and other athletes in the community. She seasonally works as a sports broadcaster from SAS, for SAS Junior Hockey League as well. And that's like the iceberg or like the tip of the iceberg for you because that's not all you do i know of
1: course yeah no i also work on um access seven on a show called in the huddle so i get to go to the riders practices and interview them uh, post-practice as well as game days which is so important Um, we do a little segment called game faces where we interact with fans and patrons before the game Mm and party in the park ask them like how's the season going what are you thinking of the new gainer stuff like that and then (laughs) post-game um, uh, players again, mm-hmm. and coach, of course, and just um, that's my favorite part. Is I really love football. I love sports yep. in general, and being a sports broadcaster is like the best um experience you could ever have, especially for me because it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. And I work for um, Tourism Saskatchewan as well as I travel around Saskatchewan, making content for them called the I Heart Tourism Campaign. So we're highlighting people that work in tourism, because what? I think that's rare to highlight people's stories instead of, like, you know, just the places you can go. Like, who mm-hmm. are the people behind these moments? And especially in, like, Saskatchewan
0: or Canada, you know, sometimes people are always looking to fly south or fly across seas. We have such a beautiful country and a beautiful province that sometimes that gets overlooked instead of actually utilizing what's in, right in our backyard.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Saskatchewan is so beautiful um, as a whole. Like I did, you know, I moved away mm-hmm. to pursue sports in, in different areas of the province, um, as well as a different country altogether. But I came back. Mm-hmm. People keep asking, why are you coming back? It's the people. It's the I place. Know. It's the culture. So I love being back. I love Saskatchewan. <laughs> I mean, I, I everyone when uh, I know, or my husband's
0: from Montreal, and so he's always like, oh, I love it here and everything, but why choose to stay? It's like, because we have the dopest people around, (laughs) really. Like, nice, polite, but also hardworking, um, kind. Like, it's just, I don't know. I can't say enough about Saskatchewan, so yay, I heart Saskatchewan. (laughs) Um, Well, tell us how you got a start in your career with the... It, Cause it's kind of like, it's journalism, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah, you course. do a lot of stuff with social media and then you, in that little blurb, um, you do coaching with other athletes and all that kind of jazz. How did you get into that? I guess that's a big question.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, When I was growing up, I wanted to be an athlete, like, in my entire Mm -hmm. life. So I said, how can I make this work for myself, Mm -hmm. and especially as, like, a female? Because you don't see a lot of females that are getting paid on a grand scale to do sports for a living. So I was like, okay, how can I fund this dream? How can I make this happen? So I was on the U of R track team um, and soccer team, and then I got recruited to go um, compete for Team Canada for bobsled and skeleton, and through that, they kind of showed me this thing called, like, social media and how I can utilize yeah. that to gain sponsorships to fund my dreams. Basically, whether it be a t-shirt here or some protein there, it, every little bit kind of helped th- um, throughout my athletic journey. So I was kind of utilizing social media as a way to have a voice and mm-hmm. speak speak who I was. And through that, I showed a lot about my personality and people latched onto that. And I started getting a lot of attention and followers in that aspect. And I was like, I bet you I could make this into a business. And this is before social media was kind of a business. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kept working with that, working with that. And I got more sponsorships, started making brand deals, started making more videos. And that's when I started writing more and making Uh videos like interviewing athletes. And that's when I fell in love with journalism. Although I did go to the U of R for um, kinesiology majoring in fitness and lifestyle. And I got my exercise physiology certificate on top of that. So I'm able to work with athletes. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that. You have the
0: education behind you to back your word. Oh, of course. Totally. Yes. (laughs) Love that. And
1: I, I got my CSCS, which is certified strength and conditioning specialist as well. Yep. So that, like I have a huge passion for exercise physiology, of Mm -hmm. course. So me working with athletes in any aspects, especially speed training, because if you look at my background, I've been in tons of speed sports my entire life. Yep. And, um, that, I just love working with athletes and showing them how to get bigger, stronger, faster, and I've been starting to do that, but I also love the entertainment part of Mm -hmm. sports. I mean, I was um, playing in the Legends Football League in the States, which is um, football, but it is entertainment because it was on a national TV station. It was on O Network for a little bit, and it was football entertainment and I really liked that so I was like how can I keep working in this sector if Mm -hmm. I'm not an athlete anymore and of course I thought sports media sports journalism so I started it out interviewing people like on um, my Instagram live yeah and from there like just writing articles and really pushing my way in the door and then I became the game day host of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2017 when I came back to play the women's world football team Mm -hmm. for Team Canada and, um, like, I'm unique. I'm a girl that not only knows sports, but I played it. I played football on a national stage. I do Olympic lifting as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's something different about me is that I'm an athlete to athlete when I interview mm-hmm. athletes instead of just someone that maybe hasn't played the sport and just hangs back and just has researched it. There's I've actually a r- been respect there, level done between that. athletes. That was a mouthful, but... <laughs> no,
0: that's good. You know, I what I always find very fascinating about you is that... Um, I actually just ha- literally just had a conversation this morning with a f- with a girlfriend of mine, and we were talking about how social media can get a little bit sticky or uh, not dangerous, but interesting in the way that influencers can come across as not authentic or you know like there's that kind of tr- that um, trendy word right now, but like oh I'm just here to sell a product mm-hmm. and do the question behind someone that, like myself that just watches those people. Do they really use it? Are they literally living that lifestyle? Is that a part of it? But I don't feel like there's ever a question on any of your social media platforms that what you are talking about is you, is a part of you, is who you who you are and what you believe in. Yeah. And there's a really great blend between, um, like, your regular life. You know, I saw that one the post of I don't know if it was your mother or what where you guys did the handstand and that was my mom I died (laughs) laughing at that I thought that was the best thing ever like on the pool deck go check out her Instagram I don't know if it's on your actual feed it is I died laughing I could not I was like mom you have to see this it was funny
1: yeah I'm trying to be more funny. Um, I think it's such a, like a rare quality and I want to make more videos that people can relate with and can laugh because I think that's such a good human emotion because I think there's like a trending topic is like, um, athletes aren't immune to mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And I did a speech about that at a, at a, kind of thing um, recently and I want to bring more laughter to the world because mm-hmm. I think that's who I am is I want to bring more joy mm-hmm. and you know I could be just posing with a product cool but if I can make you laugh through like a cool authentic video right that's even better for me so. yeah I think it makes it makes a bigger impact in too, instead of just like because
0: now it's gonna I we were talking like I said about you know how Facebook went from Facebook to what it was and then mm-hmm. it started getting into a lot of advertising and then yeah. all sudden Instagram came around and people started being they were showing their lives their lives well now we're starting to see a lot more advertising on Instagram yeah. so it's like I know that I'm going to respond more to the people that still have that genuine quality to them that like you said laughing I love to laugh at other people I also love it when people laugh at me because I don't take myself too seriously so why should someone else so I just kudos to you on that video and especially <laughs> to your mom huge shout out. She was awesome. Um, What's a common theme you hear in society right now when it comes to women in athleticism or their career and or their career, um, but also successes, successes and failures? Have you heard any common themes with those Mm -hmm. or do you, has there any, has anything ever affected you in that way?
1: Oh, the common themes right now, it's I think in 2019 is that we're coming on this age where it's beautiful to be strong. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's one of the common themes is like we started out, you know, kind of talking about it a few years ago. And now it's come to fruition, especially like you see it, all the strong women like um, yeah. playing tennis or strong women doing track and field or lifting weights. Yeah. I think it's so amazing. And it's not like we're trying to beat the boys at everything. Nope. We're competing with them because we're equals. And especially, um, if you you watch, like we just had women's world cup soccer, Yeah, there's a lot of attention, I think, drawn on how much women are being paid now for winning the world cup and, um, stuff like that, which is great. I mean, we're having honest conversations about women in sports being paid and, um, versus what men are being, um, paid, and I think, that's, I think that's awesome because we weren't talking about that a few years ago.
0: Wasn't it like four years ago that the, the U.S. soccer team put out a video, and it was about how much they get paid for a win versus how much the men's team got paid for yeah. a win, and it was like $12,000 difference per athlete. Or I don't, that's a huge, maybe, no, just you're like... Correct. Uh, yeah, jump. No, ...jump, but like that, even in its own, people don't recognize that, it's, that that is happening, but now we're hopefully being able to work towards that A little bit of a shift eventually being more equal and it doesn't matter gender wise.
1: Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Um, even You know when Nike had that video, they just came out with, um, like, the women, and Serena Williams was narrating it, crazy. and I reposted that, that, and I, I thought it was amazing, but I got so much, like, negative feedback from them, and it was really? just, just from some people saying, oh, um, women shouldn't be doing this, or shouldn't be lifting weights, or shouldn't, and I couldn't believe that some people were still stuck in that mindset, yeah. but you know what? That's okay, because at least we're having the conversation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the conversation is about. It's like people are talking about it, and I think that's the most beautiful thing, is you have to just see through the negativity. And for everyone that's going to say a negative point, there's like 1,500 more people that are going to say a positive
0: point about that. How do you respond to people like that?
1: Well, definitely, I think when I first started social media, it was – quite difficult like um, when someone said ne- something negative towards me I'm like what is wrong right. with me? I'm an amazing person why are they <laughs> saying this? But it's gotten so much easier I, yep. poof, I could care less now um, I often just like brush it off I don't respond because I feel like people only say that to get the attention mm-hmm. and that's coming from when they do the negative comment it's coming from a place of fear in their heart mm-hmm. and I'm not fearful of that anymore I might have been 10 years ago, but I'm not afraid of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I might be afraid of disappointing somebody, um, and that's why I work as hard as I do, like disappointing my family if I let them down. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm here to just be myself, and if someone's mad at that, that I'm lifting weights or I've got you know bigger muscles in them, Jeff. that's coming from a place <laughs> of fear in their heart, and I, I just choose to ignore that and move on with my life.
0: Good for you. It takes a lot, it takes a lot of courage to not say something back to somebody. when when they attack you like that's a hard thing and especially we're hearing so much more about online bullying especially Mm -hmm. in high schools like I would just be terrified to have a daughter in high school right now or not even a daughter um a a son or daughter just like Mm -hmm. how easy it is for people to have that negative um those negative comments that
1: it can get back and forth back and forth back and forth but how where does it stop yeah. Right. Where is that? I didn't point? have a phone in high school. Me neither. And now, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I'm trying to look back to see if, if I was in high school, if it would be different if I had a phone. It definitely would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something I just never went through. Isn't that weird? <laughs> but
0: I think we're <laughs> like the last generation of people that came out of high school without,
1: without cell phone, phones. Yeah.
0: Like that's just, you don't see that anymore, I guess. I don't know. I don't have kids. So. <laughs> um, what is it? We're sorry. Where do you find support as an athlete?
1: I find support from my family because they're the ones that are going to be with you no matter what. Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of cliche because sometimes friends will come and go, Mm -hmm. um, depending, like, where you are in the stage of your life. Like, you know, you had friends in high school, maybe university, and then they had kids, and then I don't have kids. So Mm -hmm. then you guys parted not by—it's just not bad. It's not bad, just differences in your life. So— the thing that's always constant for me is family. Okay. So no matter what happens, I can come to my mom, I can come to my brother. I'm very spiritual, like my dad passed mm-hmm. away from brain cancer, but I still talk to him. Mm-hmm. I still reach out to him and ask him for advice or just to help me through the day because it, it sometimes does get hard. It's a mm-hmm. very lonely life being in sports because, I mean, I'm 31, mm-hmm. um, no, one, no one I know is at my level at thirty one. I uh, mean, yeah, I don't have kids. I'm still trying to pursue sports. I'm in sports broadcasting. Yeah, there's no one like that in my life right now, and it's hard because I find myself alone a lot of the time because mm-hmm. I don't have the same goals as a lot of individuals at this time in their life.
0: Yeah, there's a and there's a big switch that you may may or may not have gone through yet. With I know when I'm retired from um from water polo with the national team. Um, a lot the identity of an athlete is being an athlete and yeah. so when that changes some people struggle with it you know my sister has gone through it I'm just right now working with a with a client of mine that is just going through that process and so what about what about other support in the community or where have you gone for support aside from family outside of your family is there any is there any type of associations that you've worked with closely or that you um that you have funded you or sponsored you. I know that when I was a kid I had different funding through like Future Best and stuff like that so mm-hmm. we could access um, therapists or anything like that above and beyond whatever you were given fi- financially. But have you ever
1: utilized anything like that? I definitely have. Um, Kind of seeing like a counselor yep. to, to work through kind of like the transition period like mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned is like when you're – done being an athlete like what What do do you you do and I think that was like such a big question mark Mm -hmm. and that's why I keep going so I started actually seeing a counselor about it and trying to like make an action plan they're like what do you want to do I'm like I want to make an action plan to transition out of this and that's when he kind of said to me have you ever thought of like doing sports broadcasting if you love sports so so much Mm -hmm. that's a way for you to be still in sports and still be around sports and talk about something you love but not actually play yourself. And I was like, wow, like, of course I love sports media, so it was such a good wake-up call for someone to...
0: To even say, to say that, hey, what about this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. a great
0: idea. Maybe I will do that. What about... Um, so I know that there, another word that, we, that we've that we used is a uh, social media influencer with mm-hmm. you. Um, where do you... Do you find... Um, gap or a a difference between being a female influencer versus, I know you're not a male influencer, but do you see the difference in maybe what type of
1: projects approach you or who you do get to interview or that kind of stuff? Of course. um, Yeah, I think there is uh, a difference, especially for me, a lot of companies that want to have a female voice are Mm -hmm. reaching out to me because they want to showcase that strong, athletic female side that a lot of companies always go to the males Mm -hmm. for. And um, I think that's really cool and unique because a lot of people see me as an influential, inspirational person in the community. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, wow, this girl actually does have a voice Mm -hmm. and she's strong and she's female. And that's different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the uniqueness because a lot of males are, you know, strong, athletic already, you know, in their prime. And they reached out to them. It's the same story over and over again. I think I'm just so different. I think that's why mm-hmm. people are reaching out to me as a um, strong female in the community. And that's what I love about it is that I'm able to go out and they're asking me not to not only to sponsor their brand but to speak on um, their behalf as some like a career option as a female. Like a lot of people are like, oh well, you know. I'm a female, I'm in sports, just in high school, that's as far as I can go. No, it can go even farther, you can stretch this out as far as you want. I want to share my journey and, like, what I went through and how you could be in the same position one day.
0: I love that, um, I think that what I've seen, what I feel like I've seen over the past little while is, we'll say 20 years ago, (laughs) dating myself maybe, um, but commercials you saw and you heard men. Mm -hmm you may have seen women but you didn't necessarily hear them and now we're starting to really hear women when it comes to commercials marketing branding that kind of stuff where you're hearing a story it's not just an image of a female it's also their voice that's coming through mm-hmm. whether they are actually physically speaking in the commercial or in the or in the spotlight or or when you're when you're representing a brand you're not just seeing them but you're actually hearing them um, And I feel like that's Making a really big impact for our younger athletes where it's given our female grassroots girls are starting to become pull more confidence out of their initial days of being an athlete. I don't know. I don't know if I'm conveying what I'm trying to say, but yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it's such a bigger there's a bigger impact coming from the voice instead of just the image.
1: Oh, of course. And they're starting to recruit more females for... I keep talking about sports broadcasting. If you look at on the sidelines of of CFL or NFL games, there's women. Because it just brings so much more difference to the situation. Like you see men are playing, men are, men are broadcasting. And then you see like this woman on the slides line, you want to pay attention to what she's going to say because she's, you know, smart, educated. Um, and it's just whatever she's going to say is going to be powerful. And I think that's so cool. Um, now because people are starting to like, we're going to put a female in this role, put a female in this role. And it's, um, inspiring.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you, have you ever mentored anyone? Like actually that wants to go into sport broadcasting or has done any is following in your footsteps or or doing the same thing as in your athletic career have you ever mentored anyone act like actually
1: Um, I, I have not, um, I, people reach out to me for advice a lot of the time and like I'll have like a, a one conversation where I give people advice. I don't know if that counts as mentoring. I've had a few calls where people just ask me to call them Mm -hmm. and give advice. I've actually done that. Um, not that I've charged or anything. I'm not like (laughs) a, I'm not like an advice coach or anything, but I will actually like literally call you and give you some advice and like speak from the heart. Mm -hmm. Especially people ask me about social media and I will sit down with them and do coffee and whatever and talk to them about it it's just honestly just being authentic and i know we love that word i now, know but hey it's uh that's just who i am and yeah. i honestly could never ever ever be a fake person mm-hmm. i i don't see that about myself i rather give people advice and help people along the way instead of being closed shut off um because honestly i want to be I want to be honest with you for a second, like <laughs> once, once my, um, the year my dad passed away, I was so angry. I yeah. was so, so, so angry. And I closed myself off from people and I was just, I was just a horrible person, I think for like hmm. a year because I was so angry at everyone. Like when people said, started talking about like little issues, like, oh my, I put my pink sweater in the wash and everything turned pink. I was like, wow, like that's your issue for the day. And yeah. then I would get mad at them. And I didn't like that version of me at all, and Mm -hmm. I saw kind of, like, the light after that, and I, like, completely changed, and I'm just trying to do charities more and help Mm -hmm. people out, like, I did that Swinging with the Stars for Hope's Home, I want to do more stuff like that, like, giving back to the community, because that year of being angry, like, really took a toll on who I was, and I never want to be...
0: Person. How did you get out of that? Because that it's it sounds like it was like a funk, but like how did that light yeah. switch change?
1: Um, I think like stepping back and looking at how you're presenting yourself. Like mm-hmm. I was just so angry, and I could see people pushing away from me. Like I lost a lot of friendships because I felt like they weren't there for me. But it was I think I was being very closed off, mm-hmm. to be honest. And um, me going, why is this happening? I think it's like questioning why it's happening and accepting it, and then taking the next step to move forward. And I started, um wanted to do, um, a charity. I did the Cancer Foundation of Canada. I started raising money for them Mm -hmm. that year. Um, and I think from there it just kept snowballing. I kept doing more charities, more charities. And it, it made me feel really, really good. It made me feel really good in my heart. And I think that's where I had the most pain. So, Mm -hmm. um, it helped out. Good for you. It's, it's
0: hard to self-reflect like that. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Not only like, not only personally, but also in athletics and also in your professional life too. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to step back and be like, oh, maybe I'm being a shitty person. Maybe I'm not being my best self. Yeah. And now how, where do I want to be and how do I get there?
1: Yeah. It's making that plan of action. Like I sometimes, at first I thought that was, you know, silly. Why would I make a plan of action? But it helps so, so much figuring out like, okay, where do I want to be? If I want to do sports broadcasting, how do I get there? What steps do I need to take? Might not necessarily be the same path as someone else, but it's like, what do Mm -hmm. you need to do? And stop comparing your story to other people's stories because everyone's done something different. Like I, there's no two people that have done the exact same thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really funny when people are like, oh, if I were you, I would do this. I would do this. It's like, great. You can give me that advice and <laughs> I'll take what I can. But I may not just follow up in your footsteps completely. Yeah. I might make it my own journey. Um, what is, what's the best life lesson that you've learned from your career
1: so far? Oh, the best life lesson I've learned from my career is yeah. making connections with people. Mm. And... Um, You know, when I, I I used to attend like a lot of events in Regina and when I got to the events, I would seek out who was putting on the events Mm -hmm. and kind of the people in charge and I shook their hand like as soon as I got there and I introduced myself and I asked them about their day and I learned their name. People love when you approach people and say their name first. Yeah. Um, And. I started getting invited back to more events and more events. And then people started asking, oh, is Amanda going to be on the team? I I want Amanda on that team for that event. Mm -hmm. And the more connections I made, the more I got invited back and I was asked for until I started being offered more positions. Mm -hmm. Instead of me seeking out positions, they were coming to me. And I think that's a very powerful lesson is you can't just sit – at home uh, submitting resumes over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah, Go to events or go to go to wherever you want to be yeah. in life and just hang out there and make connections and start talking to people because that's the hugest thing that has moved me forward is just getting to know people.
0: It's so cool that you mentioned like the sitting at home and nowadays, you know, I have a few businesses and nowadays I get emailed resumes yeah. and I always pay more attention to the ones that are brought in yeah. or, or that... I meet through somewhere else, the, and they'll come up to me and say, hey, would you mind if I bring you my resume? I'd really love to be a part of your team. Yeah. I connect more with that person. So it's interesting you say that.
1: Yeah. Very, very smart. <laughs> Good <laughs> idea. Okay,
0: um, so that was the best lesson in your career. What's the hardest lesson that you've learned in your career?
1: Oh, the hardest lesson is you got to be okay with rejection. Mm. Yeah, because I've been rejected frontwards, sideways, backwards. Like every, every single rejection. Yeah. Rejection emails, rejection to my face. I, I, it's because I try so hard, and um, mm-hmm. I always put myself out there. Always, no matter if it was with a job or relationships or whatever, um, I always try my best and put my best foot forward. Or I submit that resume back in the day, just online, and get mm-hmm. a rejection, and that's okay. Like I just, it's okay to fail and be rejected. You just got to keep moving forward. I think, I think that's um, the life lesson learned is like yeah, it, it's, it's not good. You might feel bad. I always say feel bad for, like, 24 hours and then move on. Like, I let myself feel mm-hmm. that way. Like, there was a job I applied for uh, about a year ago that I really thought I was a shoe in for, didn't get it. I was really hurt personally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second, why am I hurt? Just keep moving forward. And then it opened a door for another job that was even better. And I was like, that's, that's what that's happened. That's why because it happened. the rejection was just re- redirection in mm-hmm. another path. And I think that's... Um, I know you say patience. Be patient. Be patient. I know it's hard to take in, but like if you're feeling bad today, honestly, be patient. Rejection is redirection.
0: Mm-hmm. Very
1: n- nice tagline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what is
0: what are? I mean, you have a lot on the go. So we've got we address what your what you are employed with. What is your next little timeline look like? Not necessarily career-wise, but what projects are you working on or can you tell us anything that is maybe upcoming with you that you're looking forward to? Um, Any type of goals in the next, like, year or so that you're
1: working towards? Yeah, for sure. Um, With Olympic lifting, Mm -hmm. I've honestly... I did nationals, and I broke the Saskatchewan record for clean and jerk recently. And I was... um, doing pretty good. So I think that if I keep going with that, there's a few meets coming up that I could definitely qualify for kind of like on a grander scale for compete for Team Canada, maybe like a world's team. Very so cool. I'm going to keep pushing for that because if I get that, that I'd be so honored to represent Canada again for a different national mm-hmm. team. And that's what I want to do. So we got um, national team Olympic lifting and then we have the women's world football team coming up in 2021, okay. which I want to be part of part of again. So hopefully um, start playing football. Like I took the year off. I got really sick. Um I had a uh, blood poisoning. I don't oh know if right, I, told I you saw that. this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, what happened? Like
0: how did Oh, let, let, we're going to sidebar because I want to... story time. Yeah.
1: So I had like a wisdom tooth extracted, totally right. normal, totally. It was kind of a, above the gum so they had to kind of cut in um, and take it out and the next day, you know, it was really really swollen. That's okay. All right. Normal. I had my wisdom tooth yeah. out. But five days later, still really swollen. I couldn't swallow. And so I was like, this isn't normal. So I called the dentist, and they were just like, nope, no, it's normal. Ten days out, I, like, pushed my way, went in the office. I'm like, you are seeing me right now. It was still so swollen. And he – sent me to the emergency right away right away, right away. and he uh, put in they put an IV in my hand for about a week like I was hospital ridden for a week cuz they thought something was wrong they did a CT scan they couldn't find anything so they did one again and they found out I had blood poisoning so something so like I if I would have let it ride I would have died to be honest like I'm yeah. not trying to scare anyone but if I wouldn't have figured it out, because I couldn't see out of this eye, because my face oh, so my swollen. face was so swollen, and I had two huge abscesses in my face. So finally, mm. um, funny enough, on my birthday, they sent me in for um, face surgery to get the abscess um, kind of taken out, and then I had drains put in my face <laughs> for a few days, like, stitched in there, and then I yeah. had to get them taken out um, when the infection was gone, so... I was a little it's like scared. a
0: horror story. It
1: was it was the worst thing that could happen during a tooth extraction. Like that's text, worst case scenario. Worst case, case scenario. The dentist said is like that doesn't really ever happen. He said that's the textbook that they learn for um, the worst thing. Oh
0: <laughs> my gosh! Well, but you're on the mend, obviously. Yeah. Oh no, no. So I'm you good had to take now. a year off football.
1: Um, so what happened, it was kind of like right in the mix. I was, I was gonna do some football this year, but it was like right in the mix of, um, that. I was out for like an entire month yeah. and I lost like 10 pounds cause I couldn't really eat. And you guys, I'm like really tiny. I'm five feet. Yeah, so 10 pounds on my frame, I was like frail. <laughs> so I wasn't really in the mood for doing s- a whole bunch of sports. So I think I'm going to get into football next season. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hopefully yeah. no more, no
1: more, uh, dental work. How about that? Yeah. I'm all my wisdom teeth <laughs> are out. I'm never getting another one out again, ever.
0: Good. So, and by football, do you mean the Regina Riot this year? Yeah, yeah, the Regina
1: Riot, and then um, hopefully uh, a tryout for the national team again, and then that's for 2021. And yo, I heard that family food was coming to Canada, so my family and I are going to make a video, so you bookmark this. There you go. This thing, because we're going to be...
0: <laughs> well, if you need any pinch hitters or extra people, I'm really good at Family Feud. Well, I don't know if you get it. My husband and I always play against each other, and I always win. Okay. Yes. Well,
1: honestly, we'll probably make a video. There you go. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in.
0: What um <laughs> Family Feud... When is that happening?
1: Uh, they just posted the audition. The uh, only, only reason you. I mentioned it, because my brother and I were talking about it two day right before I came here. Yeah. So... That's something coming up in the future. (laughs) Because you've
0: already been on a show before. Oh, Uh. yes. Okay,
1: so I was on The Price is Right. Right. um, And where I won a car. Yeah. In Los Angeles. And then I was on Celebrity Name Game, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. So I've been on two game shows. So this is third time's a charm, right? Three.
0: (laughs) Did you win the Celebrity Name Game?
1: Yeah, I I won $3,000. Yeah.
0: I mean, peanuts, right? Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Good job. And a car, hey. I would have sold it. I don't know why. I always think that. I'm like, oh, I would sell this. Like, whenever I watch Prices yep. Right. Did you drive it?
1: Um, What happened is they had to give me money because I'm Canada, Canadian citizen. So they had to give me the money for the amounts of the car. Oh. So I, I bought a car <laughs> from it because I didn't have a car at the time, actually. Because I, I remember being um, on stage and he brought out this car and I was like, Drew, I need this. And later the episode was labeled, Drew, I need this, oh, nice. which was so funny. And the thumbnail on the TV show was me flexing. And I remember, this is funny, uh, Drew Carey tweeted a photo saying, like, of me flexing. He's like, you guys better tune into this oh, today's nice. episode. With this girl's on it. I was like, thank you, Drew. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> That's fun.
0: That's all about putting yourself out there, though, and being fun with it.
1: Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I recently um, tweeted a photo. I was of- just going
0: to ask about your new <laughs> tattoo. <laughs>
1: So what happened, um, I was doing Swing with the Stars and it was a WWE theme. So yep. at the end, um, I Stone Cold stunnered my partner and then I kind of grabbed two beers and like chugged them and someone got a cool photo of it. So I tweeted it out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I said, yeah. who did it better, him or I? And both photos side by side. And he tweeted me back. He said, he said um, kind of like form is almost perfect. Um, <laughs> but he said, hell yeah at the end. And I was so excited. And it made like. Really cool news. It was on MuscleandFitness.com and like the Chive and Yahoo News, and I couldn't believe it. Like and
0: it, didn't some people like like not negative flack, but like who does this girl think she is? But oh, in a funny yeah. way, kind yeah. of like like a little snap to you. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> be nice, people. Be nice.
1: See, that's the thing about social media is you can do something so funny, right? Yet there's always some negative stuff. But I thought it was kind of cute though. Like like who does this girl think she is? I'm like, Well, well. <laughs> I think my my arms look bigger than Stone Cold, so I think. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <pretty cool. laughs> we'll see. All the Stone Cold fans are gonna come after me after that,
0: right? But. Wouldn't that be cool if you guys got to meet? Have you? You've never met him?
1: No, I have not. Mm. Um, um, Hopefully, maybe if he's listening, we can set this up to do a yes. live.
0: Perfect. We'll do one beer in the room
1: competition. Okay, yeah. sounds good. I've been approached on the street quite a bit lately about, about it. About it, which is awesome. Yeah. So are so talking. awesome, and they're just like, "Hey, hey, Amanda, can we see that beer checking skills?" I'm like. I think it's funny because like I'm an athlete, and I don't like chug beer that, ever <laughs> actually ever. Um, but that one time, you just gotta nail it. So,
0: do you, do you actually do it on the street? Like, if people were like on a patio, would you grab their beer and do it?
1: Well, sure, let's go for it. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Maybe we'll have to do a video podcast of this. <laughs> yeah.
0: That'd be fun, actually. Let's all the places in Regina. Where can you do the Stone Cold Steve Austin Austin uh, chug?
1: Wow. Okay. If any business and
0: everything and and anything like kombucha water, orange juice, like, uh, smoothies.
1: We're going to turn it into something. Uh,
0: if I'm going to, this, I'm going to start to wrap this up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, I want to know, or I want you to tell me, um, if you were to take three lessons from your life, life, career, athletics, um, what would you say would be the top three things that you feel you live by always, but also that to make that has brought you to your success? What are those three things, top three, for someone listening out there in the world?
1: Top three, um, yeah. definitely number one, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So if you expect to like, move on from the position that you're in and you're still doing things that are easy, Mm -hmm. it's not going to change you to be a better person or to do something different because it's not challenging enough. Mm -hmm. And that goes from um, athletics to career to basically anything. Number two, like I had mentioned about rejection, um, you got to be okay with it. I know it is hard, but you got to get those reps in. Like, you know, you're at the gym and you're getting those reps in. you're like, wow, this, this kind of sucks. But you keep going, and you mm-hmm. get bigger muscles, and <laughs> you keep keep moving on. So every time you get rejected, you are okay. You're mm-hmm. like, wow, I didn't die? Well, let's just keep going. Keep working harder. And I think the other one is, is that life is too short, and I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that with my father. So I try to live um, and do as much stuff as I can and possible. And especially in his name, because I never want to be in that position. There's a lot of things that he, he didn't do before he died that he Mm -hmm. wanted to. And I was just like, Oh my God, I'd never want that to happen to me. And it's, it just like scared me. It scared me Mm -hmm. so much that that's the, within two weeks I'm, I drove to Los Angeles And I did an open tryout for the Legends Football League, and they said no. Mm -hmm. And there's the rejection. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to show up at practice. And I showed up at their practice anyway, and um, I I just worked my way onto the team because they said no. And see, that that rejection was the redirection. But life is also too short to, to be with people that are, like, saying, no, you know what, like, I'm just going to keep going. You mm-hmm. said, no, and I'm just going to keep going and doing my thing. So just do, do what you want and do it now. Like, <laughs> even if, like, say you want to be um, somebody that's big on social media or you want to do YouTube, I think that's so awesome. Do your full day of work. Get home. Do your YouTube video. Yeah. Do, like, what you need to do to get to where you want to get to. So life's too short to hang out and just watch uh, Netflix all the time
0: well you definitely do not (laughs) sit around you are always doing something so I uh, I want to thank you as a woman um, as an athlete and as someone that I know the little people around me that I get to see on a daily basis get to look up to so um Thank you for being on my podcast on her shoulders. Uh, follow her, follow Amanda on her social media, which is mm-hmm, what yeah. her Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Tell
1: yeah, us. Yeah, so Facebook, just Amanda Ruler, as well as Instagram, Amanda Ruler, R-U-L-L-E-R. And um, hit me up on Twitter at Amanda Bollock. I'm always tweeting about CFL, so. Nice. You got some smack talk, sending in my way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to talking with you another day.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.